Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I hope that you all enjoyed the interview with Gordon Smith on Tuesday. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, What an amazing, humble and down-to-earth but incredibly talented human being. It was very exciting for me to have him on the potty and I managed to just about hold it together, I think. (laughs) So I'm quite proud of that interview. Um, And we have got more interviews coming for you over the coming weeks. So keep your ears peeled um, to feast upon some really great guests with some really fascinating experiences. First up today, I've got an email from Victoria um, and Victoria is replying to my Challenging Beliefs uh, podcast about the Fake Psychic podcast and the Fox sisters admitting their claims being false. And um, Victoria's drawing my attention to the fact that there are there is other evidence um, 
about those incidents before and after the Fox sisters resided in that property. And also Maggie Fox later retracted her confession. And Victoria says the sceptics love to leave the story at their confession. I believe, however, that the confession was the result of years of harassment and religious fervour by those who had power over the Fox sisters. And I guess what I really want to say to that, Victoria, is it's kind of, it's moot to me (laughs) Um, in that it really doesn't make any difference to what I what I was saying in challenging beliefs, whether they were frauds or not. The very fact, whether they were forced into it, whether they were tortured into it, whether they were pressured into it, the very fact that they said that they faked it by clicking their toes is enough for me to wonder why we keep drawing attention to it. Surely... In the many, many, many decades that have followed the Fox sisters and the Hydesville wrappings, there have been enough incredible moments in the history of mediumship that we could be choosing to celebrate rather than basing our religion and our um, celebratory seasonal events around that one on the 31st of March. That's kind of my point. So I get that they may well have been forced into it. I get that they may have had a change in their belief system. I mean, let's let's look at what happened to Doreen Virtue. All about uh, spirit, oracle cards, everything like that. And now is completely anti it, says she was controlled by demons, you, you know, each to their own. But just like Doreen Virtue now says that stuff so she doesn't get airtime with me. I'm not inviting her on the podcast. I don't talk about her. I don't read her books. I don't use her oracle cards anymore because she's turned her back on mediumship. And that's perfectly within her rights too. She's allowed to have an opinion. Um, I don't feel though that she needs any more of my attention in that. And so whether the Fox sisters were forced into it or not... And whether they later retracted it or not, it just seems illogical to me that we as spiritualists and the spiritualist religious movement would be bringing that one up every year. Why wouldn't they bring up some of the incredible things that they must have seen happen? Why aren't we celebrating on the 6th of June that Gordon Higginson did an address to these people? Why aren't we talking about that? Why are we doing posts and sharing and celebrating Hydesville Day when they came out and said that they were making it up? It seems weird to me. Um, It just seems like a weird day to hang your hat on because of what happened afterwards, regardless of the reasons why it happened. Does that make sense? So I really feel that As mediums, as spiritual people, I'm not a spiritualist. I don't believe in their religious movement, um, but I I am spiritual. Um, I don't feel that we should be celebrating that stuff. Even the examples Gordon Smith gave on Tuesday, like really, really good, mind-blowing, 
evidential experiences that people have had. Why aren't we talking about those and celebrating those rather than something that was later debunked and then rebunked? That, I think, is what it is for me. Does that make sense? So, yeah, I agree with you. It's really, really sad if that is their story, that they um, were forced into giving a confession that wasn't a confession. That is really, really sad. But equally, surely we are just giving the sceptics more power by delivering this story to them repeatedly as a perfect example of spirit communication when there must be better ones. And if there aren't better ones, then somebody tapping out the alphabet, I'm, I'm going to move on to the sceptic side. Like there is better evidence out there than that. There is. I mean, it takes forever to tap through the alphabet. You'd never want to use a word with X, Y or Z in it, would you? <laughs> but seriously, you know, find finding the good examples and celebrating those makes much more sense to me than continuing to give focus, airtime and energy to something that for whatever reason they publicly came out and said they faked. Reminds me, when I was a kid, I don't, if you were in England, you will know what I mean, but PG Tips, the T, they used to have uh, little fact cards in them. Do you remember? You used to be able to collect them. And I had like the mysteries of the world. In fact, I've still got it because um, I loved it. And I had the collector's book and I would, um, thank God my parents drank a lot of tea, eh? And I would be able to collect the little cards that came in it with different facts. And the one that always fascinated me uh, were the two girls that had the fairies at the end of their garden that they later said were fake. Um, I used to love that one. I used to find the whole, the energy of the pictures of the girls with their fairies, the whole, it used to send like a shiver, like a creepy shiver down my spine. Equally, I don't think anyone trying to offer the movement for fairies and the fae folk would want to use that as an example because they later said they faked it. Same difference. Which actually leads me, I'm going to answer questions in a funny order today because I know that I have got an email from Kate about fairies entitled, Are Fairies For Real? <laughs> for real! Hi Hannah, I've come a long way in my spiritual journey in the last few years. It most certainly has been a slow opening up to new ideas and possibilities. If someone had told me four years ago that it was possible to talk to dead people on a daily basis, I would have said they were full of shit. <laughs> I had never heard the word spirit guide, much less believed that one was assigned to me. But the more I've learned and read and experienced, the more open I've become to things visible and invisible. That being said, there comes a line. I think a healthy dose of scepticism is good. Sometimes spirit reveals miraculous things in our everyday ho-hum existence. But other days I'm not smelling my dead grandmother's perfume. Someone lit a candle in the kitchen without me knowing it. <laughs> True. So where is the line? Or is there a line? I've always believed in angels, but I'm not so sure about these other mystical folk that I'm starting to read about in my new spiritual unfoldment books. I've just read an entire chapter of a book talking about fairies. Yes, fairies. What the actual fuck? My friends already think I've gone pretty woo-woo, but if I start talking about fairies around the water cooler, they might question my sanity. 
Even that does not bother me as much as it probably should. But I do wonder about commonly accepted otherworldly beings. I can get on board with angels and I love the idea of aliens, but I guess I just have a block when it comes to fairies. If fairies are real, then what about trolls, unicorns, smurfs, elves, orcs, white walkers, etc.? Have you had any experiences with these things? Perhaps I've never seen them because they only appear to people that believe or people who don't live in the city? How do you recommend broaching these subjects with muggles? Like with so many other things with spirits, I'm becoming less afraid to talk about these subjects semi-openly. I want to be part of the change and that can't happen if I keep quiet about all things spirit. But it's one thing to talk about auras and chakras at the water cooler and quite another to discuss fairies. What are your thoughts? (sighs) Right. I struggle with this aspect of spirituality quite a lot, Kate. And the reason why I struggle with it is very much because people generally that talk about fairies, it's just a bit too woo-woo for me. I can get on board with fairies if they're like fairies in labyrinth and they're a little bit spicy and evil and... But when they're all granty wishes and floaty, then it kind of does turn me off. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't believe in them. It just means that they are not for me. Like um, unicorns, dragons to a certain extent for me. It's always a hard thing. I remember once um, really being being on a course an advanced evidential mediumship course and being really, um, I've been there for a week. I was waiting to get uh, a message from my aunt or from my grandmother or my grandfather. And I was really excited to sit down in front of some mediums and get some evidence. And unfortunately, they all, I mean, two, two of them separately decided to talk to me about my spirit guide being a unicorn. And it really just left me feeling a bit flat, to be honest, because apart from anything else, if 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 they were working psychically with me, then they would know that I'm not a unicorn kind of girl. I'm just not. Um, And it's really weird because I like colour and I like glitter. But give me a crony old witch. Don't give me a unicorn. So I really did struggle with the whole thing and I did say to spirit afterwards like if you're trying to tell me that my spirit guide is a unicorn can you give me some sort of unicorn sign and I just got dead air for like a month I asked repeatedly it never happened so I think they work for certain people if they're that way inclined but for me personally they don't I bought Diana Cooper's magic of the unicorns card set to try and open myself up because I felt like I was cutting myself off but it just it's just not for me and that's fine I think we have different aspects of what works for us and what doesn't now if you said to me do you believe in different vibrations of energy and that there might be some sort of vibration of energy where they're very connected to nature where they're very they are keepers of the physical world where they might be small where they can move and fly and flit I absolutely do so yes I do believe in fairies 
I guess, if you want to label that frequency of energy as fair of fairies. But of course, in the labeling is the understanding that it's the human concept of it. And by default, as soon as we label something, we're getting in the way of it. So, yeah, I don't know if that's an answer for you, Kate, really. It's a, I do, but I don't. I remember when I was working with Gisrael, my healing guide, uh, right at the beginning of my journey with Angelic Reiki, there was a time where he stood behind me and he opened his book and he was holding a book, I don't know why, and he opened the book and from the pages of the book, all these little things winged, moving really quickly, like lights came out of it and flew through my hair and I could feel them and they went to heal the person that was sat in front of me. So never say never, because that isn't me. But I do think that sometimes this stuff is problematical for bringing people onto the cause. And I think you're good to be not editing, but just to be mindful of what you say to people around the water cooler. Because I know with me, if somebody started talking to me about fairies I'd have pulled the face like I was smelling a bad smell and backed away and it would never have unfolded for me the way that it has equally I accept that there are some people that just want the woo that want the fairies and the light-heartedness and the fun of it and good for them I'm sure it's an easier journey than the one I've assigned to myself and chosen for myself so Find what resonates with you and works well for you. And just as an aside, I have to say, when I first started working with spirit, I had such a problem with angels because of the religious connotations. I didn't want to work with angels. If you'd said to me that one day I'd have uh, been an angelic Reiki master, I'd have told you to get on your bike. I'd have said, no way, no way will I ever be doing anything like that. And yet here we are. I work with angels all the time. So I think we have to allow unfoldment for ourselves. The only limit is that there are no limits. Keep opening up and expanding. Um, but I think it is just us creating a label from a frequency of energy. Just like... To me, when I work with angels, angels are more of a humanity as a whole overseeing kind of energy. That's the messages that they bring, the information that they bring. Whereas spirit guides are much more about my personal growth and my personal journey. And then, like I said, for me, fairies would be um, still in spirit, but keepers of the physical land, people that look after the, the physical world that we live in. And not even people, are they? So there, find your answer in that quagmire, Kate. And I know that you sent me an email after this one saying that you just looked at your phone and the spirit with their massive sense of humour had brought up a memory of your brother with elf ears on. So there's something in there for us to be opening up to. But I don't think it's as cut and dry as the labelling that we like to give things. And I do ask the fairies of my garden to look after the plants in, in my garden and, and look after it. And I do sometimes leave them little offerings out. 
because I feel like that is creating the energy that I want for my nice garden. Yeah, so I do, but I don't. I do, but I don't. Um, I think that sometimes the floofy, floofy stuff can put people off. Um, and it's good. It will also attract other people to the cause. So it's just going to resonate with the right ones and not with the others. And it's up to you where you feel you want to go with it, what you feel is right. Hmm. Okay, next up, I've got an email from Rachel. Rachel says, Hi, Hannah, I just want to start by saying a huge thank you. I've been drawn to mediumship after feeling a presence and seeing colours through Reiki and wanted to learn more about spirit guides and the world we don't all see. I don't want to be negative, but I need to say it. Big things have happened along the way and I've shared these with my mediumship teacher, but all I ever get is great. I feel a little lost, unheld, and it can also be a bit scary without a discussion or guidance. You have been my consistent and I'm so grateful for your authenticity and vulnerability when speaking your truth. You're making mediumship real and for that I'm very grateful or I'd have given up by now. Thinking I'm not the chosen type to be able to do it or it's too overwhelming. So thank you. You're very welcome, Rachel. That's really sweet of you. So I'm hoping you may be able to help me with my questions. In January, I had viral meningitis and had an out-of-body experience. I was waiting for a lumbar puncture and was extremely nervous. The time has come to have this and I was trembling. I heard a voice, my voice within me. Come up here, you don't have to be in your human vessel right now. I somehow did and I was able to see myself looking down above and see clearly what they were doing. I felt no pain at all. But more profoundly, there was a group of women who greeted me. I can't express the love, the calmness and the complete belonging I felt. The message of don't forget you are a spiritual being having a human experience has stayed with me and changed my whole look in life. It took a while to feel right. It was weeks of feeling very heavy and like I was looking from the back of my head like I was in a costume. I'm sure lots of that was the virus, but it did take a while to integrate back. I've also been asked to look into my eyes not long ago whilst getting ready. I did and I wasn't quite ready for what I saw. My face changed like a slideshow of lots of faces. They did look sad, like they'd all been crying a lot. I asked, who are you? They said, we are I. I'd love to have your opinion on what on earth is happening. There are many more downloads, usually in nature or when I write. The last one, they said, I'm a soul electrician, helping people find their light on switch. Very masculine way of putting it. If I didn't have your community, I'm not sure how I would be with all this going on. Love and light. Oh, Rachel, you know, it is. It is a solitary and difficult path and... Your teacher may be not saying a lot because they don't want to put their stuff into it. So the other night I was demonstrating and um, I got to listen to the audience questions, which I always allow. And a girl put her hand up and said, I keep seeing butterflies. I feel like they're a sign. What do they mean? And I said, well, it's not really about what it means to me. You're the one getting the sign. It's about what it means to you. And... I felt like she was like, oh, that's disappointing. And I did go into some examples. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. ...was of what butterflies could mean. But I really didn't want it to be what I think. And I have a real problem with teachers that do this. When somebody has a meditation and they come back and they say, I saw a zebra, what does a zebra mean? And the teacher says, well, a zebra means blah, 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 blah. Because it's quite disempowering. What you want is your students to feel safe in their abilities, their communications and their experience to be able to find out for themselves what a zebra means. And so maybe your teacher is like that and she's not saying a lot because she's trying to hold a space for you. I don't know. But I just wanted to offer that out there because it's a hard balance sometimes. OK, what an amazing experience you have had with spirit. Um, when I had a, um, oh God, when they scan your brain and everything and I was in the machine You'll all be shouting at the radio like you always are going, the word, the word, but I can't get it right now. Anyway, when I had that, I really didn't like it because I had to be clipped in around my head and my neck so I couldn't move it. And it was making me feel a bit claustrophobic and panicky. And so I did go off with my spirit guides and sit somewhere in a garden in my head and that was very nice but I didn't get an out-of-body experience and now I'm a bit jealous when they brought me back when they sort of pulled me out of the machine you know on the on the bed they did say have you gone to sleep and I was like no I have not um because they I was so far gone they thought I dozed off but I hadn't and I thought that was pretty cool but I didn't have an out-of-body experience so um that's amazing that spirit were able to do that, that you trusted them enough to take that hand that was offered to you, that you allowed yourself to feel that love because that love is the thing that changes everything. It's not the teaching, it's the love. 
The love changed everything for me. I had never experienced anything like it. And I don't think I ever will. Again, I don't think humans can love in the same way that the spirit world can. It's so profound and life-changing and unlimited. Um, I can understand that it took you a little while to integrate back as well. I mean, I've really struggled since coming back from Texas just with life needing to be here, needing to be there, because I've got obviously gone up a level, I feel energetically in my experience in Texas and pushing through that limitation. I am now struggling with the humdrum day to day nature of life. So I can understand that feeling disconnected and feeling like you're, you know, back into wearing your flesh suit. That makes sense to me. Absolutely. And faces. Uh, I love seeing spirit guide faces step forward on people. Uh, It's a fascinating thing. It's something I like to do with people at my retreats. In my January spiritual experience retreat, we always do a seance where we allow our guides to step forward. And there's just something incredibly powerful about seeing somebody's guide on their face like that. It's amazing. And I love their answer. Who are you? (laughs) We are I. (laughs) That is so spirit. <laughs> and the soul electrician. I mean, that is an amazing way of looking at it. What a cool job title. I love it. I love it. I love it. So I think it sounds to me, Rachel, like you are exactly in the right path. You've got that trust in spirit. You've got that connection. They're able to intervene and help you when you when you are asking for it and you need it. You understand your purpose of switching the light on with people. You're getting those wonderful experiences with spirit stepping forward. Um, I don't know why they were crying. And you will have to ask them why they were crying. Why were you crying? And then let us know on the podcast because I'm sure we're all interested. Um, But it could just be the depth and breadth of their love. I used to cry all the time when spirit stepped forward because it was just too overwhelming to me to be loved like that. So you're on the right path, Rachel. Don't give up. Trust into yourself. There's amazing things happening here. Fantastic things you should be very, very excited about. And I'm really glad that you found this community too. We are lucky to have you. So keep going and thank you very much for sharing your stories. Next up, I've got an email from Kelly and Kelly says, Hi, Hannah. Lovely to see your podcast popping up on my phone again. I've definitely missed them over the summer. I loved the new episode where you were discussing the link between our mind, body and spirit and the importance of looking after our physical bodies. It's something I've been more conscious of lately too, particularly with food, as I've recently been learning about the different vibrations of foods and drinks and how that can affect us. So I think you are spot on about the vibration of alcohol being lower. It's usually obvious to see the negative impact it can have on our minds and bodies, so it makes sense it would have an impact on our spirit too, as they are inextricably linked. I am not sober, but my alcohol intake is a minimal as is minimal as a side effect of my husband becoming sober two years ago and joining AA. The effects of alcohol on his physical and mental health were obvious, but it was only when he stopped drinking that he was able to recognise the spiritual impact. Since he stopped drinking, he has discovered a new spiritual side of himself that has transformed his life and ours as a family. 
Out of interest, I went along to an open AA meeting with him a few weeks ago and it was an incredible experience that I would highly recommend for anyone on a spiritual journey. There were so many similarities between the discussions and healing taking place in that room as the discussions and healing that takes place in my development circle. I was amazed at the spiritual focus of the group and how they talk about surrendering, their recovery to a higher power, trusting that their physical and mental well-being will fall into alignment if they stick to their spiritual path. I believe that when we are growing spiritually and raising our vibrations, just as we intuitively feel drawn to let go of situations, people and attitudes that are no longer in alignment with our higher vibrations, we also recognise those foods, drinks and habits that are holding us back and those which will raise us up. Good luck on your new journey of physical, mental and spiritual health and thank you for being so honest and vulnerable on your podcast about your struggles and successes. Well, thank you, Kelly, for sharing that. That is fascinating to hear that about an AA meeting. And I love it. I love it. I love knowing that. That, I mean, it's the same as a circle, isn't it? Sitting in a power for your greater good. Expanding into where you know you should be and supporting others on that journey. Incredible. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Now I've got my dear friend Sue who's messaged. And Sue, I'm still working through the trance stuff, but I'm hoping to have an episode all about this recorded for you shortly. Welcome back. I hope you have a lovely summer break. It's lovely to hear your podcasts again. Found today's really interesting about the physical body link. You've addressed a question from me about this on the podcast before and whether my about whether my development seemed to be super quick and my connection really strong because of my mostly healthy diet lifestyle, which I now follow following a major health scare. I do believe that there is definitely a correlation here. I must just say that we've had a week in Portugal, all inclusive, and we literally spent the week eating rubbish and drinking cocktails with very little exercise, and I definitely didn't feel so close to spirit. And now I'm back home and on my celery juice, etc., I'm feeling more connected. I'm not at the point where I want to give up alcohol together at this point in my life, but I have total admiration for you doing it. Well done. I did do it a few years back when I was really poorly and know I could do it again if necessary. Um, And I just wanted to share that. I know you then go on to talk about trance stuff, which I will cover in more depth when we look into trance. But thank you. Um, And I'm not saying that I've given it up. I'm just seeing how long I go. (laughs) Because I know my limitations. And if I say I've given it up, then I'll be... Going back on alcohol within a week because I'm contrary. I'm even contrary to myself. So what are you going to do? Okie dokes. Then Kate has messaged again. Hi, Hannah. I have a quick question for you regarding guides. Do we still have guides once we pass into spirit? Do we still need guides when we are there? What about if we give it another go in a reincarnated body? Would our old guides stick with us or do we get new people too? Do they evolve through guide school just as we evolve through earth school? If so, what is the next level up for them? And what would success look like for one of them with their clients, humans, perps? <laughs> Ha ha ha. Not sure what they would call us. I kind of feel like a perp in a cop show. 
Uh, P.S. I know that many think that we are our own guides and that we make ourselves appear differently so our tiny brains can comprehend it. While I do agree that our higher self is one of the team, there is part of me that likes the idea of someone else that is not me looking out for me. Well, indeed, Kate. So you've kind of answered your question in the email uh, from my point of view, which is that it, I believe, is our higher self or just source. I guess my higher self is part of that but I do feel like it's more than just me I feel like it is the intelligence of the collectiveness of spirit so I don't feel them individually anymore and that is exactly they will be with you when you pass over you'll be reunited with your team when you reincarnate because you're reincarnating right now because there's no time to your soul so it's all happening simultaneously from your soul's perspective you are in the spirit world and living every life at once it's only us that has this linear this is the life then the next life then the next life approach to it they will be guiding you in all of those lives and all of those experiences and because spirit are omnipresent and multifaceted I believe that that there is no success or evolution. There is only love. And this is where it all sort of falls apart for me because I'm trying to put it into words and human language doesn't really help. But this is one of my problems with angels is that we like to talk about archangels, like there's a hierarchy, but a hierarchy seems like a very human thing to me. Um, it doesn't feel like the oneness of unconditional and unlimited never-ending love would have people energies that are better than others it only it just is you're just the universe experiencing itself in a space of unconditional love so i don't believe that there is a hierarchy i don't believe that there is a success there's no such thing as success there only is there is your soul's choice to incarnate and learn certain lessons but they're not lessons that you have to learn to get to a certain level because you are incarnating on earth and out of the reincarnation loop simultaneously because there is no time in spirit so it's not like you reach a certain level of nirvana and then you don't need to reincarnate on earth anymore because your soul in a space where there is no time has already reached it, surely. And then I just stare into the abyss and little parts of my brain melt. <sighs> you know, it was easier when I believed what I believed at the beginning. At the beginning, I believed that guides were teachers, that they were helping overlook us as part of their evolution, that um, some guides would stay with you through many lives, some live guides would incarnate with you on earth for certain lives, some lives they would stay in the spirit world, and eventually they would reach a level where they wouldn't need to be a guide anymore and they wouldn't need to reincarnate anymore and then they would just be in a state of perpetual bliss but now I believe that all of that is true but it's happening simultaneously 
which is too much for my human brain to comprehend. But I hope that that makes sense to you. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sure that's just given you 30 more questions, but that's the way it goes, isn't it? <sighs> okay, next up, I have got an email from Abigail and Abigail says, You're so talented. Well, thanks, Abigail, you smooth talking son of a gun. But she then also says, and that's my question. When a person is talented, is it their human or their soul? I love it. I love it. Ah, both. I think it's both. I think that my soul came here to be a specific way, the way that I am. But I think my soul in its infinite knowing knew that I needed certain experiences in my human experience to be able to unlock that within me. And you've heard me say this on the podcast before. This is like, I know that I'm not the best medium. I know that I'm good. Uh, you know, I'll push it. I'll say I'm in the top 10% of mediums in the UK, skills wise. But I'm not the best. I know I'm not the best. But I also know that my personality and the way that I am is good and attracts the right people to me. Some people don't like me. I'm not pretending I'm for everybody. But there is that kind of attraction. People like the fact that I'm silly, that I'm down to earth, that I'm honest, blah, blah, blah. So those are the things that I'm now recognising as my gifts. I believe that spiritual connection and communication is available to everybody. But I also believe that there are aspects of me, my personality, that are my gifts. And they were, I think, chosen by my soul, maybe part of my soul, but I needed them to be brought out in the physical. So I am a physical manifestation of the experiences that I chose and that my soul chose for me to have for me to be able to expand into this space where you now find me. So both. I feel things like my inquisitive nature is my soul, the, the thirst for knowledge that I have, the wanting to pull it all apart and look at it under a microscope and understand the why that I feel, I feel is my soul, I could be wrong. Um, I really do feel like that. My snarky sense of humour, that's my human. <laughs> I, I don't think my soul's a bitch. <laughs> I think it's just me. So find that space in there, it's somewhere in that. Um, yeah, I hope that that makes sense. But I love playing around with it and thinking about it. I wonder sometimes how much my soul has cut me off because obviously spirit know everything. They're omnipresent. They know everything that ever was and everything that ever will be. But because I love the finding out and the expansion into how things are. If my soul cut me off from a lot of knowledge, just for the pure pleasure of finding it out again. I don't know. 
It's a bit like when my mum says to me, I'm sure I've told you this story, and I say, you probably have, mum, but I don't remember it, so I can have all the joy of this story again. Thank you. Because my memory is appalling. (laughs) So there is just, yeah, something to be said about all of that, and I hope that that makes sense. It's me, but it is also my soul, but it's also my human. And you need the right mix of things to be able to bring it all out. And I have no doubt that there are way more talented, way more uh, analytical and expansive souls out there that perhaps are in a physical body where they can't process the thoughts, the questions. I'm very lucky that I grew up in a family where we did theorise things and talk about things. And that's always been something that's been of interest to me personally. Although ironically, if you'd ever said to me that I would have spent the majority of my time talking about philosophy, I would have told you to stick it. Because generally speaking, in my experience of spiritual philosophy, as soon as you title it spiritual philosophy, you get some drony, boring, generic message about love thy neighbour, but dressed up in a different way. Which is also part of my problem with trance, see? Surely spirit are more entertaining than the majority of trance mediums make them out to be, but we'll cover that when I actually go into it properly. So I think that there is... um, It's a wonderful, clever web of energy that in that moment when your soul incarnates, there are the experiences that your soul knows you're going to have for your unfoldment there are the choices that you make in your human in your right to choose that can sometimes take things off the path and there are the people you chose to be in your life the people that you would inspire you the experiences you would need and like I've very clearly said on this podcast not every person that's inspired me has been in a good way sometimes it's been in a what the frick is that shit show I'm never doing that learning moment but it's still learning and it doesn't mean it wasn't called to me by my soul But I'm glad you think I'm talented, Abigail. I will try and um, hold on to that energy and accept it rather than reject it with awkwardness. (laughs) There we go. Another week, another podcast. That's all of the listener questions answered, I believe, um, apart from Dear Sue's trance stuff, which we will go through. So if you have got a question, please do WhatsApp it to the show or email and as always I'm interested in doing you all some reading so if you want a card pull let me know that kind of thing and uh, we'll go from there but lovely to speak to you all as always have a good one thanks so much for listening to the podcast today I hope you enjoyed it As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.